Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and babies, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. I said, didn't I tell your punk ass boy he couldn't handle no goddamn cookies? Are you listening when I tell the faggot he couldn't handle? And I'm telling your short ass he can't handle no goddamn milk cookies. I think Mickey Rourke and Nicole Bass might be the same dude. Uh, just saw a picture a second ago. I, I, I think it's very possible. And you, you do like the wrestler link, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, it, it might very well be accurate. So anyway, welcome to Yakuza Cake Radio. My host, J. Cat Morris, as always. Um, man, uh, <laughs> I got a couple couple live topics to get into this week, uh, but... You know, as I did uh, two weeks ago when I did a show, I ended up skipping last week. I'll tell you, what's going on with me right now is uh, without a vehicle. So I've been you know, getting my way to work and back and everything, but um, we're in between vehicles. So it's really rough because I can't get to the fucking gym. So I've been stressed like a motherfucker. So doing the best I can to train at home, which believe me is out still out working motherfuckers across the motherfucking map. But in the same token, um, you know, it's definitely not the same. You know, I prefer to be in the gym and shit like this. So it just, it, uh, it kind of shakes everything up, you know, it, uh, 
leads me in other directions as far as that type of thing goes. And I hadn't watched a ton of anything to really get into a show last week. And like I said, some stuff going on with that. So anyway, um, uh, so I got a bunch of, uh, you know, topics and stuff to get into. And, um, I do enjoy, you know, doing this type of format because, you know, it, it, it's good to know that, um, you know, people that might be listening to this are actually, uh, you know, getting to hear about some things that they're wanting to hear about other than just taking random guesses at it. Um, although, you know, sometimes I do feel like I'll get a couple topics from people who don't even listen to the show, but it's their own, whatever. I'll, I use the topics either way. But um, so first, first up here, we got uh, the big hot topic of Chris Hero back in NXT. Um, that's, you know, look, man, um, Chris Hero is a dude who's always been the upper echelon of fucking indie workers. I mean, the dude has always had an amazing ability in ring. Um, he went to the WWE NXT, you know, the first time around. And as far as I'm concerned, he got there at the wrong time because when he got there, um, they weren't really doing that indie style you know, set up at the time that has really turned into its own thing. And before you knew it, people weren't even being rebranded. They were just being brought in, you know, as is Nakamura is just fucking Nakamura. There's nothing really different about that dude. Um, you know, they just brought him in as is, and they're letting a lot of these guys be the guy that they are, which is really cool. But, um, I think the two biggest victims of that not being the case at the time, I think were Chris Hero and Sammy Callahan, and um, you know Hero they tried a bunch of different things with, and um, he was actually you know pushed to the top of NXT and everything, and I think had the title and all of that stuff, but it still was like a missed window, and I think they left, um, they were left with no options of what to really do with them, and didn't didn't know what was going to be next for him. At some point or another, they wanted him to get in better physical shape. At least rumor has it. Uh, I think he came on the show after he got released, and uh, I think he said that wasn't the case and this and that. But, you know, rumor has it that that was the reasoning. They they wanted him to get in better shape, and he pretty much refused to do anything to really work on his physique or anything like that. He's not a gym guy, whatever the case. Um it's just weird because he went into the WWE system looking better than he did when he left, which to me shows like a lack of effort. Um, so what he proceeded to do on the Indies since then is get in the worst shape that I think I've ever seen Chris hero. In. Um, now, I mean, he used to wear the long pants and shirt and all of that stuff. So I don't know, maybe he was in worse shape then, but he covered it better. I don't really know. I tend to not think so though. Um, his stomach had gotten to the point where it was really fucking obscene, you know, and he's wearing the fucking trunks and it's, it just looked fucking absurd. All signs would point to that dude was never going to be back in the WWE the way he was looking, especially if the case was, he was released for not looking good. He just, he put it at another level of not looking good. Um, so it shocked me and a whole lot of fucking people to see boom, resign. Um, I mean, look, he's going to be able to go in there and work incredible matches with guys. I, I really hope that they have some kind of motivating factor there to get him in fucking shape because it's just, it's fucking obscene. I mean, there, there's some pictures 
and you know, there's one he's throwing a forearm at Marty Skrull, and it just looks like a monster with his head on top of it, just like a, a fucking blob monster with Chris Hero's head on top of it, throwing an elbow at fucking Marty Skrull. And I just, I don't understand it. I, I just think, you know, your presentation, I think, is a big fucking deal. Uh, a lot of people seem to think that that's not the case. And, um, you know, the physical appearance somehow goes by the wayside a lot these days. And I, I'll never, ever get it. And I'm not going to fall in line with it at some point and just go, well, that's all right. I, I just, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not me. A lot of this stuff that goes on in wrestling these days, um, I know this is becoming like a weekly thing where I tell you how much I fucking hate so much that goes on in wrestling, but it's the truth. It's just, it's not for me. It's just not. Um, and, uh, you know, there's other things I'll I'll touch on later. But as far as Chris Hero, good for him. But holy fucking shit, man, is someone, you know, got to be really just high on him and, and really giving him a fucking pass because he looks like absolute trash right now. You know, I mean, it, it on one hand, people go, oh, well, he's still a great worker. Yeah, he's still a great worker. But if anyone's actually going to fool themselves and say that he's no different of a worker that he would be if he was in shape, that's fucking insane. That's like saying, you know, LeBron's an amazing, gifted basketball player, but if he packed on 40 pounds of fat, he'd be just the same type of player. That's crazy. Deep down, yeah, he'd be fucking gifted. He'd have all that ability in him but he wouldn't be able to perform at the same fucking level as he would in shape. That's fucking absurd for anybody to say. So I'm hoping the dude gets in shape. Um, and, you know, he's able to go out there and fucking just rip it up with guys like Nakamura and, you know, all of those different guys that have made it up there since he's been gone. So, um, you know, that that's pretty much what I have to say about the, uh, the Chris Hero thing. Um, uh, um, the Divas reality show, I don't, I, I watched some of the early Divas reality show, uh, Total Divas, I used to call it Total Cunts, because, uh, even the people that I liked as far as the Divas just made themselves come off as complete cunts, and, um, it did, where I just couldn't, yeah, I couldn't watch them, I couldn't look at them the same way, it was just like, man, these people are so fucking vapid and ridiculous that, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't respect them. And, uh, so I, I clearly stopped watching that or whatever. Um, my girl still watches that. I think now it's total Bellas. I don't know if they still have the diva thing. I really don't care, but, um, you know, that, that's kind of what that is. It, I think it's just, it's obviously ratings because, uh, you know, reality shows do well and, you know, women drama and all of that. It, it all translates to ratings, but I don't think it translates to across the board likability for these chicks at all. Um, if they're supposed to look like down to earth or something, I don't think that they're even <laughs> steering in that direction at all. They're trying to make them look like the biggest fucking train wrecks on the planet. And they're, they're succeeding pretty well. At least last I checked. Um, so that's that. Um, let me see. Racism. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, thoughts on selfies at the gym. Uh, well, all right, here's the thing. If you fucking work for your, your shit, if you work for your body and, 
you want to show it off or you feel proud about it, you want to take pictures of yourself, I, I'm all for it. My thing is, is with that and with so many other things, it doesn't even have to do with the same topic. It doesn't even have to do with the gym or a selfie or anything like this. I think there's just a common thread across the board that I always say it's just like don't inflict your shit on other people. You know what I mean? Like do whatever the fuck you're doing, but don't make it somebody else's problem. So if you're doing shit that's obnoxious and is now going to get in the way of other people's shit, then don't fucking do it. That That's just my opinion on a lot of things. It's just I always have that common courtesy like that. I try not to inconvenience people kind of to a fault. I might hold myself back a little bit just because I don't want to put anybody out, despite, you know, what some of these little Internet cocksuckers say about me. Um, I, I kind of do go out of my way to make sure that I'm not, like, fucking other people's shit up. And, um, you know, uh, I'm kind of over courteous in that manner. Like I wouldn't do something to put somebody out that way. Um, and, and I was, you know, I would expect people to do the same type of thing. Like occasionally like at the gym, you'll get a motherfucker that's brave enough and come up to you while you're fucking training something about oh, how many sets you have left or, or can I work in? And my answer is always absolutely not. You can't work into anything. I don't know what the fuck you're even talking about. Like, I, I didn't show up with you and this motherfucker. I don't train with other people. I don't really know what the fuck that's even supposed to mean. Can you work in? Like, how do you know my pace, my fucking rest periods, my anything? You know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of here. And then how many sets you got? Motherfucker, as many as I need. And anytime someone asks me that, I, I have to add, like, at least two or three sets to whatever I'm doing. Like, I got to up my fucking sets every time someone asks me that. Because you're not going to rush me off my shit. And and again, reason being, I would never in a million years ask somebody how much longer you're going to be there. Or or can I fucking become part of your fucking shit? Yeah, I mean, that's just not me. So that's that's my opinion on gym selfies. Do you? I mean, you work for your shit. You're proud of your shit. Fucking have at it. But just don't make it everybody else's fucking problem. And, you know, that shit just... Uh, um. What does San Francisco need to do in the off season? Well, we've done a lot of that. Uh, we fucking we got rid of fucking uh, Trent Balky, and uh, we got rid of uh, Chip Kelly. Which uh, you know, I think I think Chip wasn't for us. I don't think Chip is for the NFL, honestly. Um, but I don't think he was like the big big problem. But I think even if we did solve the big problem, if our you know our uh, upper office firing if if that changes the tide of the team and we start to put some right pieces in place I the chip's not going to be the guy um I think the way he runs his offense kind of wears out your defense and um you know in in college you can see like it's high scoring fast paced fast moving so if you run that type of offense and you could just put up a shitload of points and just score 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 all day, I mean, you could possibly win the game that way because college kind of runs that way, like fast and furious and fucking crazy and shit like that. And he was very successful with Oregon doing that type of shit. But in the NFL, you run a really fast offense and you fail, it's a quick three and out. Now your defense is back on the field. And your defense could go into fucking war trying to keep them out of the fucking end zone. Say they fight them all the way down the field 
say they don't even stop them, and they hold them to a field goal, which is a great accomplishment, you know, now that they've gotten down to the red zone, battling them for 80 yards of first downs, and, yeah, I mean, third down conversions and shit, and barely holding them off, and, yeah, I mean, so you hold the other team, that's a competitive game, you hold the other team to three points. Well, now your fast and furious offense comes on, tries a bunch of quick hurry-up offense, boom, 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 fucking three and out. Well, now your defense that just went to war for all that time is back on the fucking field. And now maybe they can't hold them to three because they just fucking went to war and they got to go right back at it again. You know what I mean? So it's shit like that that's going to – it's going to spread the defense thin. It's going to make them wear out really quick. Um, And it just – it never really translated to – you know, success in the NFL. And he didn't have a terrible record with the Eagles. You know what I mean? When it comes down to it, I mean, there's a lot of coaches with way worse records with the, you know, in the NFL that, than he had. So I'm not just going to say he's complete trash, but I, I just think his coaching style is built for success in college. And um, so, but anyway, in the off season, what do we need to do? We need to get a quarterback. Uh, we don't have a, a, legitimate option at quarterback as far as uh, our future or anything like that. Cap's got to fucking go. Um, if Cap stays, he's got to be the guy that fucking um, kind of helps fucking uh, groom the next guy for for the job. Like, he's more or less got to train his fucking replacement. You know, that that's the only thing he can fucking do. Um, and I don't know who that quarterback is. I'm not that big of a college fan. I saw Watson do his fucking thing on the uh, the championship game. Um, and I don't know, but I, I keep hearing this other Trubsky guy. I don't even know how to say his fucking name, uh, uh, from North Carolina, uh, Kaiser, I think his name is from fucking, uh, Notre Dame gets a bunch of looks and this, I really don't know college, so I can't really say like player wise what we need to do, but we need to fill the quarterback slot. Uh, we need to fill some defensive holes and hopefully have Navarro Bowman coming back healthy next year. Um, I mean, we really, really need to fill some defensive holes and get and get some shit right. Um, the middle of that field used to be locked down by Bowman and fucking Patrick Willis. And if we're not able to replace that spot that Patrick Willis used to do, obviously it's not easy to find another Patrick Willis. We had that for a second in Chris Borland, and he fucking retired after his rookie season. So um, it, it's really tough to say. Um, we're, we're definitely going to need some help at cornerbacks. We were spreading our safeties really thin, getting them banged up. Our safeties were getting burnt on coverage and catching blame for shit. Um, guys like Antoine Bethea, he was catching heat for fucking getting burnt all over the field. But it's not his fucking fault. He was trying to cover up for cornerbacks' fucking mistakes. You know what I mean? Uh, safeties could help in coverage and everything. But, you know, when they're getting burnt down the field, well, what the fuck? Why are, why are the safeties your primary coverage? So, um uh, you know, I like him. I like Reed, but I think they need a ton of help on the fucking end of the, in the cornerbacks. Our pass rush got to get way better than it is. Um, I think Armstead and um, and fucking uh, what's his name Buckner are a good combo. I think Buckner really did step up this year and show that he could be a really big uh, asset to us. But we need more fucking edge rushers and we need to get more pressure on quarterbacks. There's a lot of things. Our team is a rebuilding team, and um, if we're not able to make big moves, I honestly want to say that we need a a more of a pounding fucking primary running back too. I don't think um, 
I don't think Hyde's the guy. I think Hyde is, is a great back to have, but he's not your Frank Gore that you're going to fucking pound for short yardages in there, bam, bam, because when it comes down to it, this fucking guy is getting hurt because we're trying to use him as a primary back. You know what I mean? It's I don't think we ever should have got rid of Gore. He could have been our workhorse and our fucking our burst-out runner would have been Hyde coming in with fresh legs. You know, it, it just... I don't know. I think we need a, another part of a one-two punch for Hyde. I'm not saying get rid of Hyde. I really like him. But um, I think uh, we need a good one-two punch. And I don't know that uh, Drone is it. Drone, Sean Drone. I don't think he's it. I think he's a free agent. And I'm not so sure they hold on to him. So I'm hoping they could sign something. Maybe pick up a second back in the draft. Um, we'll have to see. A lot of options. Uh, you know, we're going to be number two in the draft. So probably a quarterback um we'll see what goes on there uh sorry that's a little long-winded but you know we just headed into the fucking playoffs and we're nowhere near there we got two wins on the season people ask me about the 49ers i got a ton to fucking say uh and as far as ownership they're talking about a dude that uh is part of the green bay front office which i'm all for if they had parts in picking aaron Rodgers and fucking Clay Matthews and like cats like that, they had hand in draft and that type of talent. Then those are the type of people you want. Somebody with a fucking resume. They said something about them talking to people from the Vikings. I don't know what the fuck they ever did, right? So um, I'm hoping that somebody from that that front office. I think Wolf is the dude's name. Uh, I think his father's like a, a Hall of Fame fucking front office dude so whatever um that that's my hopes um let me see hero back in the thing already did that uh best coach gm combo like i said i like that uh gm situation there wolf um coach i've seen that they were they've talked to fuck i forget these people's names but uh i've heard they've talked to the offensive coordinator of uh Uh, New England and that's something again I go off of success now I know you're talking about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady so it's hard for that guy to fail but at least he's used to something succeeding he's used to something going in the right direction and um, I I believe in guys that have worked under a guy like Belichick and and has at least uh, you know seen his blueprints because I, I really feel like, you know, as a huge, you know, Walsh fan and everything, I still think that Bill Belichick is probably the best coach to ever fucking coach the game. And, um, yeah, anybody that's, that's uh, you know, been a coach under him, I, I think could be a very, very good asset for another team. And I think he's coached before and didn't do so well at this and that, but now he's he's been under Belichick. And uh, I would, you know, I'm obviously not hiring him fucking coaches, but uh, I'd pick that guy and the fucking guy from Green Bay for the GM. Um, who do I see leaving the Indies for NXT in 2017? Uh, I would say Leo Rush. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Matt Riddle up there. Um, I don't know what his schedule's like. I know he works a legit job and things like that, but Dickinson's a guy I'm, I'm always expecting to get some kind of call. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, that's tough offhand. 
I mean, there's a lot. I, I see Sammy getting another shot. I could definitely see that. Uh, the Chris's have been on fire. Um, Dave's been tearing it up all over the fucking place. I could see that. Um, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of top fucking names, and I think a lot of these guys can make a fucking impact. I mean, you look at some of these cards that uh, PWG's putting together, and you can look at half that card just showing up on NXT, and, you know, it would it work pretty fucking well. Um, I think they have really, really good prospects right now that are coming in both coming in and, and rumored to come in. Like, the, if Kenny Omega shows up in WWE, I think that's one of the biggest fucking things WWE has signed in a long, long fucking time. Like, you know, we've had some really big prospects and really indie super names signed there, but I'm really fucking high on what Kenny Omega is able to do, um, both, you know, personality-wise, on top of athleticism, on top of, I mean, he, I think the dude really has it all as far as, uh, you know, the ability and the pieces to make everything work and be a straight-up main eventer for WWE on, on the main card and not just competitive shit on NXT and stuff like that. Um, favorite deathmatch stipulation and least favorite? Um, I like tubes. I You know, I really like tubes. I think the exploding light tubes are just a really cool visual as many times as I've seen it. Um, I, I think it's a really cool visual. I think the bundles are fucking awesome because, again, it's just like an explosion. You know, when you see the bundles or those fucking, uh, you know, log cabins or, like, the waffle-shaped ones, like, the the explosion that comes off of fucking tubes is just fucking bananas. I mean, that's that's always something that you'll talk to somebody who's never seen wrestling before or never got into wrestling, I should say, you know, and uh, or even heard about the deathmatch style, and you point up at the ceiling or wherever you're working or where you're at, because there's pretty much fluorescent light tubes everywhere, and you go, yeah, they use, like, those things out of the ceiling, like piles of them. <laughs> and you watch the eyeballs widen. You know I mean? It's just shock value is still there. The things are super unpredictable. There's a lot of guys in deathmatch wrestling that fucking hate them because, again, they are unpredictable. There's no... Um, I guess completely safe way to fucking fall through unpredictable rounded fucking glass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I, I've always uh, been big on the tubes and bundles of tubes and all of that. Um, least favorite. I've always hated the fucking, uh, the um, staple gun matches. I always hated them. Uh, unlucky 13 matches. Can't fucking stand them. Um, I'm getting to that point with like no rope barbed wire <laughs> just because um, it's overdone. There's only so much you could do with it. As I've said, I, I get really tired now at this age of the, uh, you know, the, there's that that shock and awe you're always looking for, especially in deathmatch wrestling. You're looking for something to just make you go, wow, holy shit. An Irish rip to barbed wire ropes though I'm sure it hurts and everything. And, well, you know, I could, I guess I could kind of vouch that barbed wire hurts. Uh, not only did I get slashed open at TOD, but as I was, I think, 13 years old or something, I caught barbed wire to the face running through woods. I was strung tree to tree, kind of rope-wise, rope-like, and I, and I caught a barb in the face. Uh, so, I, uh, you know, I've definitely felt barbed wire, and I could tell it hurts. I'm not – I don't really go towards – 
what I like in deathmatch wrestling based on pain either. Like I want them to hurt and that's why I like it, you know, <laughs> like, so although, you know, I'm sure it does hurt and all of that stuff, like the Irish rip to the ropes, I'm over it. And that's such a large part of no rope barbed wire. Uh, the the coolest part about that is like if you get the the ropes to bust and and give sometimes they rank you know rig it and sometimes it just happens where they fall through the fucking thing and you know crash to the floor or get hung up on the wire I mean that's that's crazy shit that's that's still a nutty spot but you're pretty limited on what you could do unless you start adding the other things to it and then again it's it's not just an over rope bar wire match. Um, but I've seen it, you know, I've seen so much of it and still to me, nothing is stopping deja vu, Zandig Lobo, uh, you know, the first deja vu, of course, uh, you know, from 2002. Um, so that barbed wire boards always suck because I mean, if you're there live, it blocks like a third of the fucking crowd or a quarter of the crowd's view. And you just want the fucking thing to break. If they're leaning in the corners, it's the biggest, dumbest distraction. And the spot is, again, we're talking an Irish whip with a flip bump or a backdrop or maybe a suplex. But how much can you really do to the fucking propped up board in the corner? It's 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 so overdone. Um, but, you know... I like creativity to death matches and in uh, all matches for that matter. So, um, you know, whatever stipulations are really going to bring the most creativity, you know, that's, that's something, you know, that I always respected so, so much about a guy like JC Bailey, JC, he was just a fucking architect. You'd see when he comes out to his fucking entrance team is playing, you know, maybe he'll give a couple fist bumps to a couple fans and this and that, but he was so fucking he was so focused on where every fucking thing was because he wanted to do this in this spot and that in that spot. And he'd walk around and he'd move a light tube from one side of the ring to the other. He'd move this chair over there. He'd pull out this ladder and stick it over here. Like he had fucking reasons for being, you know, things being all the different places they were. And you could respect a guy who had some kind of fucking game plan. Some guys that go into these matches and it's the same old shit. It's just like running program. Just go through the fucking motions. And, um, you know, that that's what I liked so much about that. As far as stipulations, that that would be my answer. Um, but, you know, elaborate a little bit more. Um, getting a lot of fucking deathmatch uh, questions here. Um, uh, thoughts on women's deathmatch wrestling? Um, it would be... My same thoughts on um, women's wrestling in general. I expect greatness. I expect um, the same as I would expect from a dude. I don't want to see that's really good for a girl. I don't want to see that's a a pretty crazy spot for a girl. I want to see that's fucking crazy for anyone. A lot of the stuff Mickey Knuckles did was crazy for fucking anyone. You know, she'd go up there and fucking bang heads and fucking headbutt with with the fucking toughest of them. You know, so that type of girl, uh, you know, Lefisto's done some nutty stuff. Um, uh, Lou Dark, it's fucking unbelievable. You know what I mean? So that type of thing, you know, those those people, and, and there's more. I mean, those are just the ones that I'm thinking of offhand. But, uh, you know, back... Back in the day, it's fucking Magumi Kudo. You know what I mean? Uh, 
come on, man, invented the fucking cop killer. I mean, she uh, she was crazy as fuck. I mean, and, uh, yeah, there's a ton more in Japan, and uh, but yeah, I mean that that's my thoughts on women's deathmatch wrestling, the same as women's wrestling. And I, and honestly, I'm not a huge women's wrestling fan, but um, the stuff that I like to me comes off as legit, you know. Just just as good as you would see somebody else do it is is what they're gonna do. That that's what I want to see. Um, I don't want to make exceptions or say, well, that was pretty good for a girl. I don't think that that's that's equal thinking. Um, uh, let me see. Okay, so I don't have a ton more on this thread. Um, all right, you know what? I'm gonna take a break. Come back. And then I'm gonna hit it the new thread and uh some more some more other topics I have on my mind. The 
million motherfuckers on your trail. Quick to bust your shit for every single time your word fails. I'm watching all the moves you making. Fuck the speculating. Super bitch, nigga, you just be faking if I'm not mistaken. Every move you fake, you dig your grave a little deeper. Come around me with that shit, I'ma flip it to my brother's keeper. Listen to this. Overstress my emphasis. I insist to fix and bring the noise as long as I exist. Now you walk around the streets with all that shit you speaking. Step inside the club just to receive the endless ass beating. Take a look around, you get no type of sympathy. Impatiently, I sit and watch you die in your own iniquity. Now you out dead and stinking in your eyes and no longer blinking. Time caught up quick with your little bitch, what you thinking? Watch you diminish while your niggas have to put the finish on your misleading form image. Running out of time and you got to crawl. Word the up. Uh. You can live true, baby. You can live twice. Whatever try. way you choose, you got to live your life. Hey, yo, you're running out of time and you got to crawl. The finish line. The finish line. You can live true, baby. You can live twice. Whatever way you choose, you got to live your life. Hey, yo, you're running out of time and you got to crawl. The finish line. The finish line. You can live true, baby. Bunch of guys who, you know, they just, you know, either haven't gotten a chance to work or 
I don't know, whatever the case is. Um, now, you know, I mean, I do this type of thing on the podcast all the time and, you know, shoot interviews, do it and everything else. If someone asks you, hey, you know, what are some guys you like to work that you never worked before? That's a completely understandable thing to start, you know, busting a list out then. But when no one asks you to just put it out there, it, it's, it looks fucking crazy. It looks desperate and just dumb. Um, so I, I don't like it. But because it's become such a heavy trend and all this, um, I was thinking of a good angle. I think it could be a great angle. Um, that a wrestling company should do, uh, you know, any any given Fed. Um, here, here's the angle, because you know I don't have a fucking wrestling company, or you know, or nor am I in with one where it's, it's going to be used. So fuck, I'll just throw it out there. Um, the uh, so so you got like a crusher, you know, you got like a like a beast, a crusher, like you're you're badass in the fucking. And uh, your beast in in uh, your company, you know, whoever the bad motherfucker is, or whoever you, you want to put in this position, right? You have him make a, a list, you know, nine, ten guys, right? Ten guys, and you start having him fucking just demolish, fucking decimate, squash, fucking like they don't stand a fucking chance, like brutally, where the the commentators are going, like somebody stop this fucking guy. I don't know what his problem is with these people on this list, but like, you know, I feel bad for these fucking guys and their families and holy shit. Like this, you know, they didn't sign up for this shit. This guy's fucking out of his mind. You know what I mean? Like really build it. Like this guy's on a fucking war path. He found his fucking reason to put these guys on this fucking list. And now nobody is fucking safe on that list, you know, and, and month in and month out, make this fucking list, drag over six months so take 10 guys and you know some of them be straight up matches um you know and then people start to realize like that they're on the fucking list now maybe one month you know two of these fucking guys come at them because they know they're on the fucking list and they fucking they you know uh they team up and now they're gonna go with this fucking guy and he decimates both of these motherfuckers he fucking destroys both of them and have them just running fucking rampant through these cats you know and just continue to cross these names off the list and the vignettes and you know fucking make it cool you know have it on a fucking wall you know a concrete wall and have them scratching it out or some kind of crazy shit you know what I mean um or you know cross it out with blood or some shit um and then um he gets down to the last guy now, again, we go with the vignettes of, you know, fucking, that's it. You know, everybody had fucking laid out uh, one fucking guy left. That's it. You're fucking, you're in my sights. It's fucking over. Now, the other guy's cutting the vignettes. You know, maybe guys are worried, you know, and then he, he's, you know, you see him maybe preparing for the situation, this and that. And, you know, and maybe all leading up to that, maybe you even hype that guy. You're waiting for him to be next, but he's not next. You know what I mean? And other guys are getting taken out while he's fucking preparing. He's thinking and fucking pacing and all that shit. So now it comes down to the one last fucking guy on that list. And he goes the same pattern he goes where he's going to fucking fight this guy. They get in the fucking ring. And now this guy has counters for everything that he was fucking squashing people with for fucking six months. You know, for five months because it would be the sixth month. 
Um, you know, he, he's got fucking counters for everything. He's got this fucking guy scouted, and now he's fucking going back and forth with him. And then turn this into like a three-month, four-month fucking feud. So, you know, with this guy and this fucking angle, you could take this through the, the better part of a year. You can take this, like, just say it was a CZW. You would take it from fucking February, March, and then have it fucking pay off at Cage of Death. Uh, that feud between that guy and the fucking one guy left on that list would fucking culminate at fucking Cage of Death. I, I think that would be a great fucking angle. If it was done right, the vignettes and all of that, and you put the right guy in the position, I mean, there's a lot of guys that would fit the bill. Um, I, I think that would be a good fucking angle so that's just me that was just you know i was just brainstorming on his shit as i saw like the millionth fucking person put up their list i'm like uh you know what could a lot of times that's why i start to think of it like this is annoying what good could ever come out of this (laughs) and then it just pops in my head like that wouldn't be a bad idea um so uh you know and again it would be you know booked the list would be around the booking it wouldn't be like a guy's legitimate list where the company would need to book fucking you know guys from all over the fucking world because it was on his list you would book the list towards the fucking you know the list and the booking would go together so anyway um speaking of fucking booking man the uh fip uh full impact pro i believe they are uh you know the florida company down there they're running an angle right now. It's like fucking, uh, what the fuck is it called? Uncle somebody. Um, shit, I forget. Um, but anyway, uh, the stable is fucking Sammy Callahan, Dave Chris, Darby Allen, and A.R. Fox. And, uh, shit, Priscilla something. I never heard of her. But, um, fucking crazy. Um... You know, creepy fucking dark gimmick. I don't know, like, they have videos. The uncle looks like some kind of fucking pedophile or something. But, uh, you know, they're all, like, fucking twisted dudes and shit. And that's a fucking stable right there. That that talent. Holy shit. Um, And, uh, yeah. So, um, that definitely gets my interest. Um, Maybe I'll see, you know, what FIP's up to. I haven't watched any of their stuff in years. I've, you know, caught a couple of matches of theirs in the past. Definitely can't say that I'm like a big FIP fan or anything, but, you know, they've been around forever, and they've always booked top fucking talent. Uh, they were Ring of Honor's sister company for a while, and, uh, you know, they, they definitely still book a shitload of talent down there, obviously, you see by the stable. So, um, yeah, I don't even know who they're, they're matching up against right now. And then um, also fucking uh, – uh, Jake and Dave Christ and fucking Sammy are going to be teaming up against uh, Adam Cole and the Bucks in fucking PWG next month. I'll get a little bit more into that whole fucking card because it's fucking crazy. Top to bottom, it's fucking insane, that, that booking. Um, but uh, that's that's uh, in February, so I got a, you know, a little time to get into that. So uh, there's that. Um Fucking, uh, oh, shout out to fucking Jeff Cannonball and, uh, Tara Calloway, uh, came down to my place of work and, uh, adopted a three-legged cat named Felix. Uh, this cat, uh, in fucking Newark, uh, he went up onto a roof or someone put him on the roof. Not really sure how he got to the roof, but about 200 feet high, uh, the firefighters went up to 
to try to rescue him because he was up on top of a building in the freezing cold. And he got scared and leaped off the fucking 200 foot, fell 200 feet to the ground, shattered his leg, uh, caught a little bit of, you know, um, definitely, you know, hit his head a little bit, uh, obviously not enough to uh, kill him, but, you know, just kind of like rocked him where he had a little bit of after effects of that where he was, you know, knocked loopy for sure. Um, so anyway, he had his, his leg amputated because, uh, yeah, his leg definitely couldn't be saved. Badly, badly shattered. And um, so that's it. You know, he had his leg amputated and everything else, and he was good. He fucking survived that insane fucking fall. Sweet, sweet cat. And, uh, you know, they, they came down and adopted him. So uh, congratulations to them and the addition to their uh, their family over there. And, uh, you know, congrats to Felix as well. Because uh, that's, that's a great end to a story to wind up in a house after being on a fucking rooftop in Newark, fucking leaping to what would be most fucking animal or people's deaths from that type of height and uh, to survive and fucking you know, move on into a fucking house. That's uh, that's amazing. Uh, Ronda Rousey, man. I, you know, I went into that watching that fight. I fucking, I'm, I'm not a UFC guy. I'm just not. I enjoy some of it. And um, I've always been drawn more to the names, you know, the uh, the Brock Lesnar's, the John Bones Jones, the, um, you know, Conor McGregor's, the Ronda Rousey's, those type. That's that's what tunes me in, you know, when I, I see this type of Anderson Silva, you know, all this, these big names, they draw me in to make me want to watch it. I, I don't watch it that often. So when I do, it's usually one of these type of fights. And, uh, you know, I think it's because they're in Vegas or whatever the case is most of the time or wherever the fuck they be because I think they go all over the place. But uh, they always start the fucking fight card at like 10 o'clock at night. Man, I fucking work. And a lot of times they're like fucking Friday nights and shit. Like, dude, I, yeah, I have a fucking job. I got to wake up in the fucking morning and like by the time the main event comes on it's usually like one in the fucking morning so it's real real rough to even like you know stay with it and uh i don't have like a big crew of friends so it's never like a situation where i'm together with a bunch of people i'm always fucking by myself you know for the most part uh you know the girl's most likely knocked out and um fucking fighting to stay up to watch the fucking fight so uh, Ronda Rousey, I'm a big, big fan of. Still am. And, um, you know, after she got fucked up the last time, you know, they, they she got caught slipping. She she got knocked the fuck out with that kick and, you know, really exposed her. And she, she has a crazy history. You know, her father killed himself in the next room. And she justified it saying, like, you know, he didn't think he was good enough for the family and he, he couldn't live up to his own standards, so I respect him doing that. Like, holy shit, man. Like, that's, that's heavy shit for you to feel that way. And, like, she didn't, like, hate her father and say, yeah, good, fuck him. She loved him and said, like, yeah, like, I understand if he wasn't living up to the standards he uh, expected that, you know, that that's a legitimate option. Um, you know, for someone to just think that that's a legitimate, respectable option, that, that's a scary thing, you know, when that person goes into a competitive sport, especially, and she caught that loss, there was a lot of worries that, like, look, you know, this, this is a fan. Um, 
the fuck, man? What what's gonna happen here? And she kind of went into hiding, you know. So it uh, definitely worried me. I figured after all of that time, you know, when she came back, she wasn't gonna lose fucking possibly ever again, let alone anytime fucking soon. Uh, she looked like an absolute beast. I mean, she came back fucking looking jacked up, man. Um, you know, you would think you know the stand up game was always a uh, kind of criticism I guess against her you know her her wrestling and all of that stuff was fucking top notch she could tap motherfuckers out with that arm bar left and right from any position uh she started to get criticized during her run about you know her stand-up game and this and that so she started to get motherfuckers at that to kind of like show them like look I could do that shit too and she she knocked a couple people to fuck out well when she got caught you know with that kick from Holly Holm I you know that kind of put her on notice, like, all right, you know, shit isn't, shit isn't that easy across the board. Um, now, to me, that would say one thing. Yeah, you got caught off, and you can, you know, get as upset as you want about that, but, you know, it is a fight. I mean, anybody could, you know, come out there with their A game and, and you know, catch you off guard or, you know, whatever the case is. But if there's one thing only she should be training it's stand-up game, stand-up game, stand-up game, stand-up game. So not only that, but focusing on her strength and transitioning transitioning that fucking stand-up game and pulling them into your world, you know what I mean? Like at some point or another, you got to put them in their un- uncomfortable zone. You got to bring them into a place where they can't fucking hang. That, that's what you should be doing. I mean, there's the strength. You have a strength for a fucking reason, that's how you should win fights. Uh, you should be able to do a bunch of things, but by all means, you should steer towards your goddamn strength. Um, it seemed like in this fight, she just tried to play stand-up game with someone who was a fuck legit kick-ass boxer. And th- this chick has been knocking motherfuckers out left and right. And she just decided, I'm just going to straight-up box this chick. And that shit didn't work out well at all. She got fucked up. She got fucked up quick and um, just embarrassed, absolutely fucking embarrassed. And that's a shame. You know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan, and, um, you know, I definitely hated to see that. You know, again, it's anybody's game. She stepped into that girl's world and, and couldn't live there. You know what I mean? And that happens a lot. When uh, people step out of their fucking lane, That that's... Uh, that's the type of crazy shit that happens. I don't know if she's done with the UFC or anything like that. I know her competitive nature is not going to want her to be done. But, I mean, if she can get past her ego, you know, and her, her pride and and just, just decide, like, all right, you know, I had my fucking run. Shout out to the motherfuckers who are up next, you know, because that's kind of how the UFC rolls. Even from back in the day, um, there was a point where, you know, Tito Ortiz was a bad motherfucker, and then I think, like, Chuck Liddell knocked him the fuck out. And then, like, Tito Ortiz went from, like, that dude to gone. And I think they, they had a couple back and forths, but, like, sometimes you just get knocked off the top, and they're just gone. They don't, like, fucking hang around. They, they're pretty much off the map. And you, you see a couple of return fights here and there, but it's never the same. They're never at the same level of dominance that they once were. There's always a young cat that's going to be able to come up and, you know, put it down. So um, maybe she's done. I don't really know. 
Um, I know, you know, if she can get past all of that stuff, regardless, she's worth a fucking billion dollars. I mean, in fucking action movies she could be in. She could be in fucking the WWE. She's expressed um, interest in that before. And she'd be worth a fucking multi-million dollars in the WWE. To to use her competitive nature and to go hard into fucking wrestling training and really get schooled. And, you know, she'd, she'd go right into the fucking NXT training. She'd get trained by fucking Sarah Del Rey. You know what I mean? So, so to go into that type of training situation and, um, you know, become good at, at actually wrestling, she could wind up being one of the biggest female wrestlers the sport's ever seen. Um, only time will tell. But I know the money is on the fucking table for her as far as pretty much anything she wants to do. You know, she got paid a shitload more than the person that beat her ass. So, you know, I mean, she she is fucking money. But, um, you know, and the memes are funny as fuck. You know, I, I shared a ton of the memes because they're funny as fuck. But I'm in no way knocking her to say, like, oh, she ain't shit or any of that stuff because I'm an enormous fucking Ronda Rousey fan. Like I said, for not being a UFC guy as, as I am. Um, I'm I'm definitely a Rousey fan for sure. So um, I, I still got my Ronda Rousey shirt and all of that shit. Uh, so yeah, she's she's uh she's off the chain. Uh, Gotham comes back next week on TV. I'm fucking hyped up for that. They take these long crazy fucking breaks after these cliffhangers and shit, and I I can't fucking wait. That's that's uh on Monday coming back on. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom, I didn't watch the whole fucking thing, but I did watch the Omega Okada match. Um, holy fucking shit. I recommend anybody who can go out there and watch this shit because, um, it, it's fucking incredible. It's absolutely fucking incredible. Um, the match is like fucking 45 minutes long, which a lot of times turns me off from wanting to watch a match because it, it's a chore. It's a chore to say, all right, you know, we're locking up 45 minutes right here. You know, and uh, it's great live when a match is great and it keeps going. But, you know, if you know going in that it's 45 minutes, like I said, that can be a little bit more of a chore and a little bit, uh, you know, and then you start to hear, oh, the last 15 minutes were insane. Yeah, makes me want to skip to the last 15 minutes. Um, but, I, you know, I just fucking, I just went with it, watched the whole fucking thing, and that was fucking amazing. Um, not like a... I'm not like a best match ever guy. I'm not a match of the year guy. I'm, you know, when it comes down to like ranking things and shit, I'm not that guy. I just can't do it. It's not me. Uh, and uh, a lot of times what's going to happen is you're going to put it on a certain pedestal and then someone else is going to expect something out of it, you know, because you said best match ever. And they have another match in mind. that They're going to be like, well, it's got to beat that. And that I'm just not into that type of shit, but it's an amazing fucking match. I can't imagine anyone watching that and not being very fucking happy with it. Um, I recommend everybody who likes fucking wrestling to go out there and watch that fucking match. Um, I don't know. Some people watch it and say there's too many spots or something, but whatever the fuck. Um, But yeah, I I say check that match out. Um, And um, like I said, the, there's a rumor that uh, that's going to be Omega's last stand in uh, New Japan and that uh, WWE might be his next move. So I fucking hope so. Yeah, I, I think that'd be really, really good. Um, think of what else do I got? All right. You know what? Um, 
I'm going to take my second break and come back. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, um, fucking, uh, let me see with these other questions in here. Um, there's really not much here. Uh, Josh and Crane, Josh and Dale not being invited back to CZW after being a man of to death. Uh, this is what I'm, you know, being uh, asked or told or whatever the case. If if that's the case and they're not welcome back there, I'm all fucking for it. Uh, I don't like the two of them, especially Josh. Uh, Josh had a situation too last week where um, someone was asking like t-shirts. Hey, you know anyone who makes t-shirts? And uh, he happens to be from me, Josh Crane too. But uh, Someone said, Josh Crane makes shirts. And I said, uh, Josh Crane fucks people on shirts. And then he's like, I didn't fuck you or Ian. And, da, 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 da. and we went back and forth for a while where he pretty much admitted fault again. Which, again, like, no one's going to say, hey, I didn't fuck you. And then the end of that conversation is him saying, like, I'll give you a refund. Like, this should happen, like, fucking six, eight months ago. And he's talking about giving me a refund now, which is something he never brought up before. Of course, he said that a week ago, and I haven't seen any fucking money because he's not a reliable dude. But um, either way, to say this guy fucks people and the end of that to say I'll send you money. Again, he sends me fucking refund. It'll be the last I fucking talk about it. But uh, I don't see that happening. So when it comes down to it, it is what it is, man. Um, indie wrestlers using parody designs for ninety percent of their ninety-five percent of their merchandise. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it because everybody needs some kind of gimmick. Uh, I mean, it's always cool to have some kind of new, cool, original artwork. But obviously, brands, yeah. I mean, they're a lot of it's based off of fucking multi-million-dollar brands. And if they were put together by some kind of, you know, marketing geniuses or whatever the case is, and you're using the, you know, kind of like a jump off point on that, you know, parodying something that's already well known out there is going to catch people's eye. And then it's steered towards, what a, you know, whatever wrestler you're, uh, you know, you're into. And the thing is, is like, if you don't like it, don't fucking buy it. Yeah, I mean, unless like you're, you know, you're really like a wrestler and they keep putting out nothing but parody shirts and you hate every one of them, then I guess you got to gripe because fuck it, man. They keep putting out these fucking shirts and I hate every one of them, you know. Then then I go like, hey, dude, can you stop making fucking parody shirts because I want to buy one, but all this shit is whack. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know. I I don't see a problem with it because, like I said, uh, if it catches a bunch of people's eyes, and uh, it's it's the reason they're selling shirts, then fucking good for them. And, uh, you don't like it, don't buy it. Fuck it. Um, that being said, a uh, parody shirt that um, Joey Janela has, I'm unable to purchase. Um, <laughs> he keeps buying them and uh, selling out of them before he can fucking uh, sell me one. So I'm unable to buy his Terminator shirt in size large if he listens to this and happens to have any. Uh, but it, it seems impossible. And I also uh, recently ordered shots of fucking EYFBO, or as Homicide calls them, fucking EYFOB. Um, they got an old dirty bastard style fucking uh, Return of the 36 Chambers with the fucking food stamp card. But it's EYFBO. I ordered one of those joints, so I should get that soon. Uh, 
dope ass shirt, man. They they put out some real dope shit. They they did that um Team Pazuzu with the fucking NWA logo. I I got that shit. Um, you know, they put out some dope shit. So uh check out their merch and uh you know, hit them up. Um, let me see what else, what else? Yep, gotta hit that. All right. Uh someone's asking me why DJ Hyde is in China. Um I mean I'm not in any way connected to DJ Hyde personally, so I, I wouldn't really know. Um, from what I've heard, is it some form of TV deal, which to me baffles me because I live in fucking Jersey, the same fucking state that they had Cage of Death in, and I couldn't watch fucking Cage of Death. So somehow we're doing fucking TV deals with China when I'm in fucking Jersey and I can't watch the shit in Jersey. So I don't know what the fuck. I never even knew trying to give a fuck about wrestling when it came down to it. So I, I don't really know. I know Japan's really big on wrestling. He ain't doing no de- fucking deals with Japan. He's doing a fucking deal with China. So I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But it's DJ Hyde. So what the fuck? I mean, it could be any goddamn thing that doesn't make sense. And uh, that that's what he's up to. Um uh, the resurgence of deathmatch popularity seems to me that style is picking up steam, or maybe he's just wishing it that way, as someone said. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, it's definitely resurged. Uh, they had a real, real lull, uh, with a lot of different guys, uh, you know, we had a couple of guys pass away, uh, and then we had, you know, some guys retire from deathmatch wrestling. Guys like Drake Younger, you know, left Deathmatch Wrestling, went to Pure Wrestling, then went to the WWE to ref. And, I mean, there, there was a lot of different people that stepped out. And um, I, guys like Matt Tremont. Matt Tremont really held the fucking – held Deathmatch Wrestling together as far as I'm concerned. There was a couple-year period where there was a giant, giant gap, and Matt Tremont created excitement within the Deathmatch community. And really stepped up to make a shit matter again, um, where, you know, on many fronts, it, it really kind of fell out of the the, uh, the focus of a lot of things. Um, and, and it wasn't really being done to the level as it was before. Like I said, uh, there were so many other guys, you know, that were active in deathmatch wrestling that they were gone. And I mean, what do you do? You can't just, uh, you know, take regular wrestlers and throw them into light tubes if that's not what they're up to. I mean, it, it takes a certain willingness to do that type of thing. As far as its resurgence now, um, there's uh, definitely a popularity going on with it. Um, there's also a lot of people who have no business trying it, who try it. Uh, you're going to see, you know, a million fucking deathmatch wrestling tournaments, but, you know, nine out of ten of them are horrible. Um, I mean, you get a couple good solid fucking, um, you know, well put together joints. Uh, I'm not going to continue to, to put over the other joint in Jersey, but you know, they do, um, put together some really good death match, uh, shows. So, um, you know, they're one CZW, you know, knows what they're doing when they do put together death matches. Um, obviously Ian with IWA, um, I don't see really any other companies with those three doing it legitimately. Um, you do see a lot of other shit popping up and this and that, but I don't see, um, you know, anything to really be fucking blown away by. But there, there is definitely more of it going on. Um, what the fuck? Uh, real quick, the playoffs, man. Fucking Giants lost. I was really happy about that. Um, 
you know, there was a lot of people calling fucking. I, I was reading a bunch of dumb shit where they're, you know, who's the best player in the NFL? And there was people legitimately saying Odell Beckham Jr. is the fucking best player in the NFL. Not wide receiver, not fucking giant, not fucking anything. Player overall in the NFL. And now, after the fucking game, people are calling him the reason the Giants lost the fucking playoffs, that he can't catch the ball, he can't this and this and this, and fucking that's what you got. Um, you know, the Giants, they, half the team did some old arrogant shit, went out on a boat with fucking Justin Bieber and a bunch of other bullshit. They, they went out to Miami like the day before to fucking party on a boat and all of this. And, you know, just the, just real dumb shit. And uh, then they, they fucking lost the game. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know, going into the next round of the playoffs, uh, I'm really looking forward to a lot of this. I need a lot of fucking – I need a lot of these fucking favorite teams to fucking lose. I need the fucking Cowboys out, Seahawks out. Um, I'd like to see the Pats out, and I definitely need the Steelers out. I don't really dislike the Pats. Um, I just don't want them in the five Super Bowl club with the fucking rest of us. So that's that's kind of you know what I feel there. Um, I was gonna get into the one thing about the uh, you know uh, yeah real quick let me get into this um, and you know I'll rehash it a million times over weeks and weeks to come because it, it is just a reoccurring theme in fucking wrestling. And it's some shit that really fucking turns me off completely to fucking wrestling. Um, and it's it's when people when they decide, and I've seen a lot of this out of the Chris and uh, David Starr and Sammy and all that camp, and it, it's not isolated to just them. But they seem to think that there's nothing at all wrong with that. And, um, you know, my friend Jeremy tagged me in this uh, Twitter thing the other day. And um, it started this whole thing where they're, you know, going back and forth. And I just fucking, I just fucking punch out because I'm not, I, I fucking hate Twitter. First off, he tags me in this thing. And it's like David Starr hitting Sammy with like a lunch tray and it, there's like things saying like, Oh, the brutality of this video is not first, you know, and it's got like a shark's face and it's supposed to be like, you know, a, a jokey thing, you know? But meanwhile, you know, they're booked against each other all over the place and there's, you know, all these matches against each other. And so, you know, it, um, but this isn't like the only thing I had mentioned, um, probably a month or so back that there was a thing uh, David Starr posted and it had a picture of Sammy and it said like, this pic of Sammy is totes the cutest. And so is the fact that he thinks he could beat me or something like, dude, you're a grown fucking man. And on one hand, I have a lot of problems with this. Um, on one side of things, like, look, you guys can tear it the fuck up in the ring. I mean, some of you guys, like, straight up in that crew are some of my favorite people to watch in the fucking ring. So the only thing you can do to fuck it up is what you're doing outside of the ring. And you guys can be fucking friends, but you don't have to say shit like he's totes the cutest. You're a grown fucking man, and it makes me feel awkward about watching anything you're involved in. 
That that shit is gay. Pretending to be gay isn't fun. It, it's like I don't know. Somehow that's that's become like the new and fun and hip thing to do is to act like you want to blow each other fucking seventy five percent of the day, and then the other twenty five percent you'll beat the shit out of each other in the ring. And I'm all good with that twenty five percent of thing happen. But why does that other 75% of shit have to happen where you guys just act like you're fucking boyfriends and shit? Kills the fucking business. And you could explain however the fuck you want to me, but you're wrong. Because the fact of the matter is, is I'm a fan. And if I'm a fan of what you guys are doing in the ring, and then you present yourself in a way that makes me no longer care about what you're doing in the fucking ring, then you're failing. You're failing as a fucking entertainer. If you do something or say a whole bunch of shit and present yourself on social fucking media in a way that makes me go, I don't even want to see the fucking match anymore. Something I was previously looking forward to. Now all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? Fuck it then. And this is the thing that happened. Like, cause Jeremy was, you know, he posted that thing and that, that wasn't even really based around a match or to build a match or anything. And I just said like, ugh. And then, you know, Dave Chris says, uh, Dave Chris says, uh, what? So then I said, you know, no one even takes fucking, uh, you know, presenting, presenting, uh, you know, the wrestling as a fight anymore, seriously, or something like that. I said. And then he's like, well, who's fighting? And I just said, no one. And I was done because first off, Twitter is this fucking gay shit where like, you're only allowed a certain amount of characters and, now, I'm supposed to explain myself now. There's like fucking six people. There's like Sammy and Dave, Chris, and, and maybe Darby and, and, and fucking Jeremy and, and somebody else. All fucking tagged in me. All tagged the fuck in there. Well, that's the majority of my fucking words are used up already. So now I got like fucking six words left to explain myself to the motherfucker who just asked me what. I mean, I, I don't have time for this shit. I don't have patience for this shit. I'm long-winded. I like to use my words. I use I, I, I like to explain my fucking self. And if I got fucking six words to do that, I don't know how to do that shit. Fuck a Twitter, man. This is why Twitter is gay as shit, man. I can't fuck with it. Hate it. Um. So anyway, so my description of this is, like I said, I, I'm not into this shit where you guys are fucking – like – it's bad enough that social media has exposed so much about the shit where, like, I now know that, oh, these two guys have been in a 16-hour car ride together, and now they're going to war out in the ring. Well, fuck, man. The, the disbelief, you know, of, you know, the believability that these guys really, really hate each other is kind of fucking silly because they sat next to each other for 16 motherfucking hours. Like, I've been in a fucking car with somebody that was talking shit, and I grabbed him by his fucking face from the back seat and tried to fucking kill him. You know what I mean? So I, I know that these dudes don't fucking really despise each other. And again, like, I mean, we're all grown men, so as far as knowing that they don't really hate each other, that's not as big a deal as rubbing it in your face. You know what I mean? Like, when you really go, like, they're friends. Okay, we know they're friends. Now, just fucking don't play fucking patty cake leading up to the fucking match on fucking Facebook and Twitter and chat and fucking Instagram. Do you guys need to hug in fucking public? I mean, why, do you, why don't you guys just fucking save time on the card? Come out to the, to the one entrance theme. You guys pick your favorite song together. 
come out to one entrance theme and fucking hold hands to the ring together. I, I'm not into this fucking rom-com wrestling. This fucking, this buddy comedy fucking wrestling where you guys are super friends and then you're going to really tear it up. It, it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. What I like about fucking wrestling is competitiveness. I like the fucking, the brutality. But just like put a little bit of fucking effort into into the charade that you guys don't like each other for the moment. Not like, we're really good friends, we're really good friends. And then right, <clears throat> like completely fucking homosexual shit, like he's totes the cutest. Man, fuck that shit, man. That, that makes me never want to watch, not only your match, that makes me never want to watch wrestling again. So that's the service you're doing for wrestling. And it's not just me, man. I've talked to other wrestlers that they fucking see that shit and they go, fuck, man, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And I'm not going to call people out on it and say, you know, who were this and that. But believe me, a lot of people aren't happy seeing people fucking carry themselves that way. You know how many people have feuded over the years that are really good fucking friends? And they just played a fucking role. John Zandig and Lobo were like the worst fucking in-ring enemies in CZW and this and that. I'm sure they were really fucking tight. They helped to make fucking CZW what it was. And every fucking month they had to come into the building and go, all right, what are we going to do? Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. You know, a lot of fucking planning, a lot of friendship, a lot of fucking, you know, a lot of being fucking cool. But they didn't have to go on the fucking internet or, you know, whatever the fucking and call each other fucking cutie pies before the fucking match. Because it would have fucking ruined it. But you guys, you think you could do whatever the fuck you want because you're an entertainer. You think because you could tear it up in the fucking ring, now you're really also funny. Newsflash for, for you guys, and again, I'm not just, I'm saying these guys as an example, but it happens across the fucking independents, especially. But... You guys aren't fucking funny. You guys are incredible fucking athletes, but you're not comedians. I like comedians. I like comedy a lot. I might like comedy more than I like wrestling. You motherfuckers aren't funny. You might crack each other up, but to everybody else, that shit looks corny and really fucking awkward. Really fucking awkward. I don't know what's so much fun about pretending you're gay all the time. I don't know why that's hilarious to you. But to other people who are trying to watch fucking wrestling, it's not so hilarious. You know, and a lot of people, they're just going to play along with it because they like you guys as entertainers. But but would, would it be better if you guys were fucking vicious competitors and fucking kept a little bit of that shit in your back pocket? Kept the motherfucking, the homo side tucked away in your fucking... In your fucking man purse. Yeah, I mean, in the fanny pack, kept that shit in the fanny pack. I mean, fuck, man. It's just, it's, it's too fucking much. It's just too fucking much. So, um, that's just that. Um, now let me fucking take, uh, my second break and then I'll come back and I'll finish off with, uh, something even, even more heated. Hey, yo, the streets love me. Hey yo, I should have been out. I'm deadly when I pull the pin out. Keep frontin', I'ma try your chin out. I knocked a lot of men out. I left them on the floor, spitting flim out. It's either that or I'ma squeeze the cat and pop pin out. You see Cody on ice, spinning, big out, white lit. 
much as a performer and I know um, we'll get into in a little bit why uh, some people seem to be offended by me even saying that but it's been a truth that I've been pretty fucking open about the entire time I've known him. Uh, now back back in the day uh, you know he was actually pretty good. Pretty fucking entertaining. Um, we're talking back you know when uh, DJ and Brain Damage threw him off the fucking balcony and uh Somebody fucked that up pretty bad and hurt him badly. Uh, back then, he also wrestled Mickey Knuckles uh, in CZW. Um, you know, back then, you know, he was big, but he wasn't like he is now. And uh, he was far more entertaining. He was able to do a lot more moving around. And, you know, look, he was never fucking Jack Evans. But, uh, you know, I, I thought um, 
you know, he, he was pretty entertaining. So I, I liked him back then uh, as far as a performer goes. Since his so-called return, uh, he, he's been absolutely fucking horrible. Um, he weighs over 300 pounds. He can't fucking move. Uh, he can't run the ropes. He can walk towards the ropes, turn around, put his arm on it, and then walk towards the opponent in the middle of the ring. He can get hit with things. He can bleed. He can hit people with things, and they can bleed. And that's pretty much the extent of his, his wrestling ability right now. Uh, I've seen him uh, King of the Death match uh, 2015. Uh, um, Carnage Cup that year. Uh, I've seen him in, in those things, and, and that's that's really all I needed to see. He's fucking horrendous. Um, but I always liked him as a person. Um, he always seemed like a completely down-to-earth person. He was really easy to talk to and converse with, and I and I didn't see him to have any kind of crazy tendencies to be like a fucking racist or, or or anything, any wild shit, man. He just seemed to be like a pretty fucking even-headed dude, and um, you know we had become pretty good Facebook friends, as it were, you know where. You know, he'd comment on my stuff, I'd comment on his stuff, and just, this this whole thing kind of came as a shock to me, because he seemed like a good dude. As much as I could judge a person from a long distance and being a Facebook friend, he seemed like a good dude. Well, everything took a bad turn, and, uh, you know, and and look, he had his fucking quirks, he had some old fucking crazy shit going on, and I'm going to get into some of that, because um, at this point, after everything that's transpired in the past fucking week, he can go fuck himself, and uh, we'll get further into why. Um, so now, there was that terrible situation where uh, those couple black kids had uh, abused and tortured a mentally challenged or handicapped uh, white kid, and they were yelling racial slurs at him and fucking cutting him and and just abusing them and torturing them. And just, it was an absolute hate crime. And I believe they've been charged as a hate crime. Um, obviously, discussion comes up, you know, and I guess there were different people weighing in on different angles. And some people maybe said it wasn't a hate crime. So he, um, he decided to post this. Um, delete me if you want. This is what he posted on his wall, word for word. Delete me if you want, but these people saying that kidnapping and beating up that mentally challenged white guy in Chicago isn't a hate crime makes me want to listen to some Johnny Rebel songs. Triggered? Good. Get the fuck out of here with your bitch ass. Okay, so I didn't know who the fuck Johnny Rebel was, so I immediately had to look like, what does this incident make this guy want to listen to? Um, let me see if I can Google Johnny Rebel right now. Um, I, I seriously had never heard of Johnny Rebel before. Um, this was all, uh, you know, brand new shit that doesn't come up the same way. Um, as the same way. Let me see, because it came up way different on uh, my phone the way it came up. But um, let's say sixty percent of his 
songs have the N-word in the fucking title. Like, straight up in the title. Uh, and, um, you know, some of the most racist shit, you don't have to hear a motherfucking anything. Like, you don't have to hear a, a, a fucking verse. You don't have to get into, like, hey, what's this all about? Like, it says right in the motherfucking title, um, it's fucking bananas. Like, at, like holy shit. So, I I immediately, like, posted something, like, dude, like, I agree it's a hate crime, but, like, why does that make you want to be fucking racist? You know what I mean? Like, and I also noticed amongst this playlist was a song called Looking for a Handout. And I guess, you know, this, this is a song about, I guess, black people looking for a handout, according to this, this racist dude. Um, so about 20 minutes later, after he posted that he's going to go listen to his fucking uh, racism songs because he was mad about this incident, um, he posted his status, looking for a handout. So... We'll get into that looking for a handout thing in a minute, but I, you know, I waited, I I made my comments in there and I waited like 24 hours because maybe not 24 hours, but at least overnight because I wanted to give him a chance because as far as I knew, he wasn't this dude. This wasn't like what I was used to. Believe me, I didn't spend a, a bunch of years Facebook friends with a guy that ran off to listen to his fucking racist playlist every time some wild shit happened. Uh, this is the first fucking incident I heard anywhere near this fucking territory. So to me, it came as a complete fucking shock. Um, so there was that. And I, I waited overnight for him to just respond to any fucking thing I said. I posted like two or three times saying, you know, this is fucking ridiculous that you would post that you're going to go listen to tremendously racist songs because something happened and they, they like, I, I'm not, I don't get where this is coming from. You know what I mean? Um, because clearly those songs aren't just based on this fucking incident. They were written long before the incident and it's just against an entire fucking race. It's like, the Ku Klux Klan fucking party album. You know, th- this is what this is. And and he got so mad about this happening that he ran off to go listen to that shit. So it really pissed me off. And, um, but I said, you know, let me give him fucking time to, to fix, fix this and maybe, you know, come back on there and, and say, look, this isn't what I'm about. I fucking snapped, you know, what? I don't know, man. Even like apologizing, you know, there's there's probably a lot of truth to how he was feeling and what he really thinks. So I don't know if that even would have worked. But to me, it just I had talked to him and and Facebook friended had a Facebook friendship with him for long enough that I felt I, I owed him at least like an overnight, not just like a quick fuck this guy, delete him and move on. So that's. That's what I did, and I got no response on fucking anything. And and to show his his presence as well, I had posted a you know a thing about uh you know Rick Rude is going into the Hall of Fame, and I had posted that good you know awesome, and da da da, and that was after all the things I commented on his page, and he, he liked it. 
So that kind of showed, like, yeah, he's seeing what I'm doing, but he's not, he's choosing not to say a fucking thing on that. So I'm just like, you know what? I, I got to delete this guy. This this guy is off the fucking chain. And, um, you know, so I posted a whole thing, you know, that, you know, I unfriended this dude and I uh, used to like him a lot and uh, I had no idea what the fuck. And I, guys, you got to go out there and fucking Google Johnny Rebel and see the names of the fucking songs. I could easily read them off and everything, but, you know, I'll just leave it at that, you know. Um, You got to go fucking read this, and it's fucking crazy, man. Um, And I'll tell you, the first thing I did is I read through that fucking playlist laughing hysterically at how tremendously ignorant this fucking playlist is. Because that's my first response to to tremendous racism is I find I find that to be pretty fucking funny not funny in a way where I encourage it and you know and um, I'm behind it but it, it reaches such a high level of ignorance that it's it's like a different it's like a different species it's not even like a human mindset to me it's such a lower form. It's like a, such a lower class of of person that I can find humor in it. Whether that's right or not, I, you know, you can make your own determination for that. I, it is what it is. I can tell you I'm not fucking racist, so this wouldn't – if I was racist, this shit wouldn't offend me, and I would have hit the little heart button on his status and fucking kept it moving. Um, but – you know, there's like there's levels of it, and you know, Artie Lang makes a bunch of fucking racial humor, and I think it's very funny. But he he does it in the sense of fucking the the ignorant North Jersey fucking Italians were fucking raised this way and thinking this way and stuff like that. And um, and obviously a comedian can put things in a different light that makes things actually funny. But um, some of this shit it's it, it's fucking crazy. Like you know. Uh, it's just it, it's fucking insanity. So you know, I, I more or less typed that, and I got what I got was you know I started getting screenshots from people that were you know obviously still on his friends list and that I'm friends with. Now screenshots that I got pretty early on were the uh, standard issue fucking uh, bashing of me. Of course, right? Because I had a problem with his racism. So what else could possibly happen but someone bashing me as if I'm the problem in this situation? So the the one kid starts fucking bashing me, and he obviously – I'm guessing maybe I was friends with him before. He starts saying a bunch of shit and saying that, uh, you know, uh, fucking – yeah, he, he went on this whole tirade on his fucking thing about you and this and that about deleting you. And look, I I'll, I could read you exactly what the fuck I said. I, I, I put this. So I unfriended someone I used to like a lot. As you can see in this post, he was very upset about a terrible situation that happened, and he said he wanted to go listen to Johnny Rebel songs because of it. I had no idea who that was, so I Googled it. Try that out. Let's just say the guy had a pretty consistent theme in his songs and an undisputed favorite word. While I agree that that situation was a hate crime, I am also completely against this mentality that Lane took. 
now I'm not a PC type of guy. I'm a huge Artie Lang fan who uses a ton of racial humor. And honestly, my first reaction to reading the title of Johnny Rebel songs was laughing because of its blatant ignorance of racism comes from such a lower class of person that it's comedic. Now to go another direction, sit and enjoy these type of songs or feel the need to break out your racist playlist after this type of thing happens is disgusting. I'm not cool with it at all. And although it upsets me because I did like Lane, not as a performer at all, but as a person, it is what it is, though. Life goes on. That's what I fucking posted word for fucking word. And they're going on like this fucking guy. How fucking damn fucking this. He posted this whole bullshit. So this dude does the classic fucking role, this little bitch move of fucking, you know, reporting back to somebody for fucking cool points on this. Yo, Jay said this about you. Well, dude, first off, I'm not scared of fucking anybody. I'm not scared to fucking back up the words that I fucking say. I'm not being things thinking that there's no chance that anyone will see that. Anyone can fucking hit the do buttons on their phone and fucking screenshot anything. You can screenshot and send things to any fucking one you won't believe some of the fucking screenshots that i've got of private conversations that people thought they were having and this and that believe me i've seen a lot of shit anybody who doesn't know your shit could be screenshotted and sent to the motherfucker you're talking about would have to be retarded so believe me i'm not too fucking worried about that but it makes me immediately have zero respect for the person doing it because you're trying to win cool points with a motherfucker. First off, you're trying to win cool points with a racist and try to put me on some some kind of fucking notice. Like, oh, I'm telling on that fucking guy. Cause, uh, so that's number one. Now, the other thing is is this little Scotty Satiri guy who finds every fucking reason to chime in when someone has a fucking problem with me is going to really, really, really benefit from keeping my fucking name out of his mouth. Because I've had enough of seeing his fucking name on these threads. Initially, he's a crusty little nerd that I know if I snatched him up, he'd cry before anything else happened. So I had no intention to ever do any fucking physical harm to that crusty little nerd. But I'm telling you, the more that I see his fucking name randomly pop up in threads where people have a problem with me, I'm getting a little bit tired of seeing his fucking name. Because I don't talk about him any other fucking time. I don't know this fucking kid. I never met this fucking kid. I don't give a fuck about this kid, this kid's fucking family. I don't give a fuck about him ring announcing. I don't give a fuck about him commentating. I don't give a fuck what he does in his fucking life. But he needs to keep his fucking my name out his fucking mouth. Because I don't fucking know him. And people like this kid keep playing me like it can't fucking happen. It's not fucking safe for you, man. Go talk about one of these other dirty motherfuckers you see on a monthly basis and keep that shit safe that way. Because I'm not the motherfucking dude. I'm not the fucking dude for any one of you little online cock-sucking tough guys to fuck with. I promise you that shit. I promise you that shit. I'm almost 39 fucking years old. I work fucking 47 hours a week and train the fuck out of my body for fucking athleticism. I promise you, you don't want it. I promise you, man. I don't go out of my way to fuck with none of y'all. I don't go on anybody's fucking page and tell them how to fucking live. I don't go on motherfucking see The shit that happened with Lane is similar to like the shit that happened with that Harambe shit. 
I didn't like what the fuck he was up to. So I deleted him, and I moved the fuck on, and I told people why the fuck I don't like him. And that's it. Because now when I'm talking about him and I'm talking about not liking him, I'm on my fucking page. He could be the leader of the motherfucking clan on his page, and they ain't got shit to do with me anymore because I'm off his fucking page. When people start going back, and this is why I had to fucking tee off on this whole fucking situation with Lane, is because then he fucking reiterated. Then he wrote a whole fucking list of, I've been holding back for years, and now I'm going to let fly. So basically, the motherfucker I liked for years was fake as fuck. What he's really like is fucking racist. And now he's letting the fucking N-word fly on his page, and he's saying all this type of shit, and it this and this, and this is how I feel about this and this and that. And you know what I mean? And I don't respect that shit. Not only that, he's calling me, basically, he might be calling other motherfuckers, because according to him, 30-something people fucking deleted him off his fucking Facebook and this and that. And I guess someone reported him, too, because he's writing the fucking N-word on Facebook and shit. And I didn't. I, I swear to fucking God, I swear on my kids, I didn't fucking report him. I don't give a fuck. Like I said, I deleted him off my thing, and I'll fucking say shit about him, post pictures of him, and all that kind of crazy shit. That's shit that I fucking did. Okay? And And honestly, the meme that I posted was an original picture that I took. From the fucking the hot pepper video when I sent them the fucking uh, Carolina Reaper and he ate it, and somebody else made that fucking meme and sent it to me. Now, I ain't gonna put them on blast or nothing, but they sent that fucking meme to me and I just posted it on fucking Facebook. They sent it to me privately and then I fucking posted it because I think it's hilarious. So that's where the fuck that came from. It's not like I, I even spend my own fucking time typing words on top of a fucking picture as much as that would take ten seconds. But anyway, um, so then he posts this whole shit. You know, motherfuckers are all sensitive and bitch ass and fucking snowflakes and this and this and all this hokey bullshit. Let me fucking tell you something, you fat 300 plus pound motherfucker. You couldn't breathe in my fucking world because your fucking your fat is pushing on your fucking lungs. You couldn't live in my fucking world. I train my motherfucking ass off. I do more physically than you'll ever do in your motherfucking life. You're over there posting fucking pictures from fucking 20 years ago talking about you, you're going to really get back in the gym soon because you want to get back to looking like that. And looking like that ain't looking like what the fuck I look like. So get the fuck out of here with that. First off, you can't live in my fucking world. You can't do a motherfucking thing that I do physically. You're not on my fucking level. Mentally, you ain't shit neither because you fucking resort to racism when it comes down to something pissing you off. Because that's what you see is the fucking out. Not only that, oh, you want to talk about something free. Oh, oh, looking for a handout. Looking for a handout. That's funny because you, motherfucker, you fucking did your time in the service, came out, claimed fucking PTSD, and decided you'll never work a fucking job ever in your life because your mind is too fucked up. Your mind is too fucked up. PTSD, all this. I can't handle it. I can't handle a job ever again in my life. So you collect fucking checks from the fucking government, which would be perfectly fine if you had a legitimate fucking gripe, if you had a legitimate fucking disability. But the fact of the matter is, is you can go climb in the fucking ring surrounded by drunk people yelling at you and fucking bleed because you like to do that. But you couldn't fucking handle a job because you're a weak minded motherfucker and you're looking for a fucking handout. Fuck who you're talking about. Black people looking for a handout and all that shit. Suck my dick, you fat motherfucker. You're looking for a fucking handout, and you're eating off the fucking government. But you'll go climb in the fucking ring if five fucking rednecks will clap for you, and you'll fucking bleed for them. 
That's what the fuck you're about. And then let's talk about your fucking vices. I fucking smoked cigarettes for 14 fucking years. Quit one day and never fucking turned back. It's almost 10 years ago. You motherfucker, you quit fucking vaping and smoking or whatever. You posted the day before on Facebook like a fucking teenage girl. Tomorrow, I'm going to embark on quitting vaping and smoking. And I'm, you know, look, guys, I might be kind of harsh and I might have an attitude. So just a heads up, I'm going to be really nasty and this and this. And okay, so there's that. Next day, here's his post. Oh, uh, I'm only two hours into my day and I'm going fucking crazy. Man, I don't know if I could do this. Da 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 da. Okay, next day, here's his post. Man, I caved yesterday and I bummed a cigarette off my neighbor. Dude, so you're telling me that the day you quit, you caved. How the fuck? You never quit then. So then, so then, you know, after he posted that, then it's like, oh, I'm really, now I'm really focused. I'm really focused. You're struggling and fucking struggling and struggling just to quit fucking smoking cigarettes. You ain't got it, man. You ain't got the fucking mental strength. You ain't got the fucking willpower I do. You don't have the physical ability I do. You're a weak-minded fucking racist. Cigarettes fucking control you. You can't get off that shit. You're fucking bending. And and what did, what did quit, quitting cigarettes do? It brought your fucking racism out. Now you're on Facebook yelling the fucking N-word because nicotine had a hold on you. Get the fuck out of here. Just calling people snowflakes. Get the fuck out of here. Do some fucking jumping jacks, you fat motherfucker. Out of your fucking mind talking about me or anybody else that can't stand your fucking racism and gets off your fucking Facebook page and have the nerve to call those motherfuckers weak. You're fucking weak. You're fucking fragile, and that's why the fuck you are where you are. And, and motherfucking last year when you were fucking on Facebook talking about I seen the devil. I legitimately seen the devil because – freak show smoked some fake weed with me and I and I seen the devil I legitimately seen the devil I swear I seen the devil my life is gonna change the fuck out of here yeah I mean this is clown ass fucking dudes that take their shit on Facebook and put themselves on a pedestal like other motherfuckers are weak oh oh I'm fucking weak because you're speaking your mind and you've been holding back for all these years. So you've been holding your fucking racism and being a civilized fucking human being. And now you decided the fucking leash comes off. And now I'm fucking weak because I don't like the way you're fucking talking about humanity. Or about fucking human beings. That you're taking a fucking stance against a race because of some shit that happened in the news. Get the fuck out of here. I'm weak-minded. I'm sensitive. Well, I'm sure if you listen to this, you're probably going to be pretty sensitive to some things that I said. And I don't really give a fuck. Maybe it'll motivate you to fucking run around the block a couple of times. So that's all I got on that topic, I think. Um, <laughs> um, is what it is, motherfucker, because I, I'm not going to stop fucking training my motherfucking ass. I'm not going to stop fucking pushing myself towards better fucking things, and I'm not going to start yelling at an N-word next week because of some shit that happened on the news. So I feel a lot better about where my fucking life is going than where you're hoping to go and posting your old pictures, hoping to be that again one day. It wasn't really that impressive then, and it's not really that impressive now. So go fuck yourself. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe maybe you should take a trip to the fucking uh, – the mountains and see what real snowflakes look like because apparently you can't identify one of those on a motherfucking map. 
on a on a fucking picture, or screenshot, a motherfucking anything. You better get one of these other little motherfuckers in it. And it, it's funny too because then you get little fucking little dirt balls like fucking David Russell with his fucking eight minute podcast and his fucking four minutes of dead air, and he jams on there. Like it's it's okay. You're welcome on the Deathmatch Wrestle podcast. Like well, fuck you, fuck you, fuck him, fuck every one of you dumb fucking half retarded motherfuckers. They want to join together and pat each other on the back and go, but I'm still friends with you, Mr. Racist. Good. Fuck you. Fuck every one of you. So um, check out the Hot Tag Podcast. I don't know if that's the best plug to fucking follow that sentence. But check out the Hot Tag Podcast. Uh, Shaheen over there doing his fucking thing, Boxman. Um and check out the sports den. I'm sure the NFL playoffs and all that, they got lots to fucking talk about and all this. Um CCW's on Saturday. I'm not even fucking previewing it. Fuck it. Um I I guess we'll see whenever the shit shows up available for purchase. I, I I'm not really sure anymore what goes on with them. Maybe China will be able to watch that shit before I am. I, I'm not really positive what goes on there anymore, but uh yeah, man. Uh, I'll let everybody know what goes on. Um, I should definitely have a show next week and a bunch of stuff to talk about. Hopefully, I'll have a new vehicle. I'll be back in the gym come, you know, early in the week. And uh, things will be steering in the right direction because, uh, you know, I'm a little fucking wound up right now. But uh, it's all good. Um, like I said, check out that fucking Wrestle Kingdom show. Um, Hot at me with topics. You know, think up some good fucking topics and come next week. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw up a post and, uh, I'll talk about whatever you guys want. Uh, I have a great time with it and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's good. Uh, at least I hope it's good. I don't fucking know. Um, uh, so yeah. All right. Um, let me see where the fuck, uh, okay. All right. I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week, please. I love all of y'all, and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast, and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta oh say because you keep blazing people. And I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. <laughs> I like back and see Me. I, think. I don't have that yeah. Me. I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The truth is a kid. Radio. night to the bad guy. I'm going to tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food.